Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Steve Kennelly, and he is the Associate Director of the Medical Product Group at Microchip. Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm good, Rich. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Um, your title's a little counter to what I wanted to talk to you about, but I'm going to assume that you're qualified. Um, the topic is 8-bit microcontrollers. And do you even use 8-bit in medical applications? Actually, in a lot of them. It's, uh, it, it, that's one of my smart aleck responses if somebody says, what kind of things are 8-bit processors still used in? Um, surgical robots, infusion pumps, critical care ventilators are all, I'll just go ahead and be controversial, typical 8-bit MCU applications. That's a little scary to me that those, I was going to say mission critical, what's the word? Life critical applications uh -huh. are relying on technology that's, let's see, I went to school in the 80s, so let's go with 40-year-old technology. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, but how old are the capacitors that are in those same things in terms of the technology? Don't get logical with me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's, that's, that's a real good point. Okay. So anyway, let me get back to the subject at hand. Um, yet again, somebody, one of the arm guys came out with, um, what they are calling the eight bit MCU killer. We seem to have this discussion annually. Um, somebody had one a year ago that was like 75 cents, but it integrated a Bluetooth transceiver, which I thought was pretty cool. Now somebody has one. It's just a standalone MCU, but it's in the 25 cent range. And obviously you could do a lot more things with a 32-bit MCU, an ARM-based MCU, than you can with an 8-bit MCU. I'm assuming the ones you're talking about are single-digit pennies, but why are we having this discussion again? It is a, a are we, are we ever going to not have this discussion? Um, I, I don't expect so. It, this is not the first thing that we've read, probably not the first one this year. So you're right. It, it comes up uh, every now and then. And I think there's a couple of things behind it. I, I, first of all, just I have data based on how we're still growing the number of customers that use 8-bit parts and the number of 8-bit parts that we sell that says that we're really not getting close to the end of, of the entire uh, genre yet. Give me a ballpark volume. I mean, I, I tend to think of like millions at the, at the low end. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty low. It, it's, uh, I mean, in terms of annual? Well, I was thinking more on a per project even. If, 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 if you're not thinking of sh oh. shipping a million of, of your product, would you not be thinking 8-bit? Oh, no. We've got a lot of customers that are, I mean, we've got them from hundreds to hundreds of millions and, and literally everything in between. We've got a huge diversity of customers that use our parts. Hundreds? Yes. Huh. Because, I mean, that would scream out 32-bit. How so? I'm supposed to be asking the questions here. <laughs> well, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> because at 
in the volumes of, of hundreds, there's so much margin to go to a, a higher performing CPU that would allow you to do upgrades easily and, and things like that. So it, it depends on what they're doing. And, and that's part of the problem that I think people miss when you when the eight versus 32 bit discussion gets started. One of the things that's missing is that there are so many more things that are using MCUs and in so many different ways. And really the, the argument of should it be an eight bit or should it be a 32 bit is kind of a false argument. It's we still see a lot of, of systems that need a processor and it's got to have some peripherals and it's got to be able to do certain jobs. And then you're going to look at, you know, the, the whole wide world, 816, 32. We see a lot more applications. And in fact, those few that I threw out at the beginning are all 32 bit, probably embedded Linux based systems. And each one of those 32 bit MCUs might have multiple 8-bit MCUs around it doing ancillary functions. That's an interesting point. Okay. So to level set for me, um, at the low end, are, are we talking like below five cents in a million quantity? I don't know how many we've got that are actually that low, but they get, you can get a, a, a pretty cost-effective 8-bit MCU. Okay. And I also keep in mind we've got parts in, in five pin or a six pin SOT 23 packages. Yeah. Okay. I also alluded to this being really old technology, but that's probably not fair. The eight, eight bit MCU that's um, rolling out today is, is not the same as what was being done 30 years ago. I assume is that fair? Well, at, at microchip, yes and no because we have most of our new parts are coming out in, in processes that are a few years old. We still make, I think I can say that we still make the first pick MCU that we ever made and we still make it in the same process. We, we keep, it, it's a process that we uh, authored, right? They're, they're, they're our inventions and we make them in our own fabs. So we get to design the parts, we design the process they're built in, and we own the fab that they're made in. So we can keep them around as long as people want to keep buying them. So put a date on that first one. When did it first roll out? 94, 95-ish. Huh. It was before I was here. <laughs> I told you to say before you were born. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Huh. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right. Um, but you guys also do ARM stuff now through your various acquisitions. Um, are there people within Microchip who would say, yeah, we got to get rid of this 8-bit stuff and sell more 32-bit? No, but the guys that sell the 32-bit stuff sit right outside my office. So I, I, if I'm going to talk bad about loud about it, but we're not trying to necessarily push that one way or the other. Um, we make 8-bit, 16-bit, and 32-bit MCUs, and we want to have a broad range that people can choose from. There's, there's so, like I said, so many things that these are used in. It's every market, you know, a, a, a is so fragmented. People are trying to get differentiation, and that's a hard thing to do. So what you need to do is, is implement your solution differently from somebody else's. Well, how do you do that? 
I mean, well, you this technology that's so old and doesn't leave a, much to differentiation when you only have eight bits to mess around with. <laughs> Which is why we're putting the focus on other things. The processor hasn't changed much in a lot of years, but we've gone to an approach of what we call core independent peripherals, which is programmable hardware that isn't necessarily a state machine, but you can set up certain parameters on both digital and analog peripherals so that you can make very close to an ASIC kind of device. And if you're clever, you can find shortcuts that somebody else might not see because we're enabling so much creativity and so much diversity in how our parts are used. Okay. So you are seeing creativity and diversity from your customers. Oh yeah, massive. Okay. And, and so. the guys that are, that are really being uh, successful with our parts are the ones that kind of understand that. And they understand that, that having a programmable, um, completely configurable hardware system on the MCU can be very valuable. Okay. So is there a, a one-liner argument when your competitors say, uh, you, we're going to knock your 8-bit out with, with our 32-bit? With our What's the response? Um, let's meet the customer and see what they're trying to do and, and what the best way is to do that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. So uh, hopefully, right. um, I, I was going to say, hopefully we won't be having this argument again, but I'll be back in touch in a year when somebody else has, has the 8-bit killer. <laughs> Looking forward to it, Rich. Thanks. That was Steve Kennelly. He is the Associate Director of the Medical Products Group at Microchip, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.